I like taking the fire escape <coughs> to get outside from our apartment building. We're only six floors up, but it used to be the case that I would only get exercise going from my uh, apartment to the train station and then from the train station to the office and then back the other way. And it's strange, like I, I used to go to the gym a lot. I didn't go so much lately. And I think a big part of it is just because I just, I really just enjoy being outside. And, I mean, that's always been a um, sort of a pleasant experience. But then the, <laughs> uh, I need to orient the mic on this a bit better. But even just going outside for the... Uh, wait, I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> um, even going outside for just a bit of a wander... What a, where am I going with this? What was I saying? Heavens. Um, oh, fire escapes. <laughs> I, I went on this whole tangent. No, the, the reason I take the fire escape is just because it's another one of the few precious bits of exercise that I used to get. I don't know, six floors to me seems a bit lazy. If you're taking the lift to go up six floors, that's a bit... Hmm. I mean, when I've either lived or worked in apartment or office buildings that are, say, 30 floors or 50 floors or something, as was the case in Singapore, I... Hmm, how good are lifts? But for this kind of thing, I kind of prefer... Ooh, I could have crossed. I'd prefer to take the stairs. Ah, so it's a, another sort of beautiful quarantined evening here in Chatswood, just north of Sydney in Australia. It's completely deserted. There's not a single car or person about whatsoever, which is the perfect opportunity to go for some exercise. So the stage four restrictions are being lifted in New Zealand, so they'll be uh, able to leave their houses if they want to. Australia, we never got that strict about it, but you're supposed to be at home unless really urgently necessary, and I would consider exercise. In fact, the law considers that exercise is a valid excuse, and I would like to, like to do it more often, and I guess being late at night is one of the times that I think it makes the most sense just because there's literally no one else out oh no actually I can see one person over there and there's a single lone car over there I'm just gonna cross even though I've got the red because he's not going anywhere wow look at this it's just deserted and then the surreal thing is that you're walking around here and you can see the train line and the metro line to my right here and the trains still sort of roll through that station. Eight carriages long, double-decker trains, and they're just empty. I saw that um, it's kind of unprecedented that the 
Prime Minister of New Zealand is going to be joining in on a conference call session with all of the state government premiers and the Prime Minister in Australia here to kind of talk about it. There are sort of there's discussions that potentially uh, Australia and New Zealand will reopen their borders. Oh, small people. Now we've, we've been pretty lucky thus far. Um, we haven't really had all that many cases. It's sort of, it's funny, people don't uh, uh, really, um, sorry, I'm just distracted by the fact that I'm walking around the sort of the little mini CBD around here and it's just completely, <laughs> it's just totally empty. Um, yeah, so New Zealand was, in the, in the Australian Constitution, New Zealand is listed as a state. And then curiously, Western Australia isn't. <laughs> so... It's, just, it's, it's very weird, but no, I I remember meeting up with some um, American friends in New York last time we were down there, or I should say up there. Orientation is difficult, and they professed surprise. I don't know how much it's sort of common knowledge over there or not, but they had just assumed that New Zealand and Australia were the same thing. I guess we're, because we're floating out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know, I would like to think that you'd be able to realise that thinking Australia and New Zealand are the same thing is kind of like thinking Canada and the US are. Although I guess in parts of the world the, uh, the accents are difficult to tell apart for someone who's not from there. Much like it's, it is extremely quick and easy for an Aussie to pick out a a New Zealander, but it would, and conversely, they would say Australian. But uh, yeah, in the real world, maybe not so much. I don't know what I'm going with this. Uh, so I'm just wandering around here, uh, just to get a bit of exercise. Really, don't have a set destination. It's pretty sad. I walked past a. Oh, actually, I'm walking past it again. <laughs> this is fortuitous timing. There was a cafe here. It's, um, it's all Japanese. And it looked really nice. So I'm just peeking into it now. There was a cafe off the library here. Now, admittedly, it, it is a pretty awful location. I don't know why. It, if you looked at it from the side, you would swear that this is just an access street to the backs of certain buildings for things like um, rubbish collection and side parking and stuff. You wouldn't really go out of your way to go down this side street thing. And yet, yeah, here it is. It's just, um, there are all these sort of little side shops, nooks and crannies around here. And I would never have found these places had it not been for just some evening wandering to get some exercise. So there's this Japanese cafe here. It's called the Lot 61 down one of these side streets and it's completely abandoned. It says shop for sale. But if you look inside, they still have the uh, looks like so the, the coffee machine, the actual espresso machine is gone. 
there's a sort of a depression in the counter where that would have gone. What else is in there? I'm just poking my uh, face through the glass here. I'm <laughs> poking my... I wouldn't poke my actual face through it. I'm just peeking through. It's difficult to see because the, the street behind me is backlit, so it's reflecting off the glass. But yeah, you can make out there looks like a square, one of those square FPOS counter things. I noticed that everywhere in San Francisco, especially, that every cafe we went to had one of these square terminal things. Not square as in the shape, square as in the service. So you would go there and, oh, we're walking past a substation here. Oh, and that's quite warm. <laughs> I like that. It's a bit cold this evening. No, it's, um, they're, they're kind of like little cash register thingies, and they just have a swipey card sort of slot at the bottom and a, um, and a little LCD tablet thingy. So I think some people were using iPads with them, some people were using Androids. But then, even in the time I was living and working there for a few months um, a couple of years ago the, they had sort of evolved and they had this all-in-one unit that was a, like a little mini cash register where you would um, swipe the card it was quite a novelty because very few Australian retailers had done the card swiping thing for years we had just all the chip and pin stuff or signing for things we hadn't done any of this stuff so everything for years here was just um sort of the pay wave or pay pass thing where you sort of hover your card over the machine and it reads it um, so going back to the sort of the chip thing was quite uh i don't was sort of nostalgic but it's still i guess up until very recently it was still very much how people did things over there what the oh that is really scary. There's, so the, I'm now next to a Chinese restaurant here and there's a wood carving of a gentleman sitting at the... At the <laughs> I'm still, I have to collect myself here. It's a wood carving of a gentleman sitting at one of the tables. And because all the lights are out and the only light permeating through the glass is from a, uh, one of these um, high-pressure sodium lamps behind him, so it's very very bright yellow light and because it's a very narrow spectrum it's shining through the glass and you can't really make out any detail it's just there's the perfect silhouette shadow figure of a person and he's kind of looking through the glass he's looking at me right now and for a split second i thought that was a real person and i made eye contact with this guy and i'm like because <laughs> there's there's no one out here I, yeah, I thought I'd made contact with a person, and oh, and and it was just a, it was a ghost. Whoa, that 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 scared me more than I expected it to. Oh, let's have a, a further wander around down here in the. Uh, we have a um, some water leaking out of a pipe there onto a gutter. This is all fascinating. Let's go and have a bit more of a wander down here. Yep, so we're back on the main street now. But Chatswood is kind of, it's about, it's only about 8Ks north of Sydney. And it's strange, that it's, um, Sydney's kind of unique in Australia that it's, it doesn't really have one sort of central 
downtown or CBD. They're kind of all spread out all over the place. So there's the main bit in town, which has the, the, uh, ooh, someone's putting up security shows. There's the, the part, I guess, internationally everyone knows about, because that's where the, <coughs> the opera house is and the, the bridge and all of that. But north of Sydney, there's, there are actually a few pockets. So there's St. Leonard's and there's Chatswood and there's Hornsby and they're very, um, bu built up sort of developed places. Um, and then you travel sort of west and you go to places like Parramatta and stuff. And there are a lot of sort of businesses and insurance companies and banks have offices out there. So it's, it's kind of a bit more decentralized. And I thought, I always thought it was quite interesting that each part of Sydney has a very, very different feel to it. So I, yeah, it was, it was unusual. Like coming back to, um, it's a, so I have to, I got distracted again. There's a barber shop here and it's, it's called Barbershop and it's the Liverpool Legends and it's basically the most over the top thing you can, the whole uh, barbershop is just decked out with um, Liverpool Football Club, you know, the English Premier League team. How do I know that? I grew up in Singapore and everyone over there is obsessed with the English Premier League. It's just a thing. And yeah, so there's Liverpool jerseys and league tables and photos and all of this stuff. But then it, it was sort of the slogan that runs along the top of the shop there, which just... Um, tickled me, caught my attention, given the fact that I'm the only pedestrian around here and it's a bit weird and creepy. The sign says, you'll never walk alone. Obviously printed before <laughs> before any of this happened. No, but so, um, yeah, it, it, all these different parts in there have very different uh, feels to them. So when I first moved back to Sydney from Singapore, uh, almost a decade ago now, I can't believe it. And I don't know, it was strange. I kind of, I mean, I was like, I thought, hey, it's a nice place, but it's not home. And then I sort of came across the bridge and wandered around the North Shore and, and around Chatswood especially. And I don't know, it just felt more like home somehow. I don't know why. Actually, I, have, I have some theories. I think the the uh, the obvious one that Clara points out is the ethnic composition around here is very skewed towards Korean, Japanese, um, uh, Cantonese, Mandarin, that sort of stuff, speakers. Whoa, suddenly a lot of wind out here. So it, just in terms of the restaurants and the people wandering around, etc., it feels a bit more like Singapore just because there are so many more, um, particularly East Asian people around here. I suppose that makes sense. I'm walking past a barbecue store. Can't imagine they'd have too many things going. Man, this is weird. There's all the pedestrian crossing signal things get activated. But uh, there's no one there to use them. So I know uh, Frank on the Overnightscape um, Underground Network talks a lot about... Um, the COVID stuff sort of happening on Friday the 13th. Um, I think it was March, right? But in fact, today marks the 100th day uh, of this whole thing starting. I don't know which metric they were using, but basically it was the first 
confirmed case in Wuhan uh, in China where the uh, someone got sick from it and of course it's all just spiraled out I again I didn't want to spend too much time talking about this because I feel like you've you're probably already sick and tired of the news and you uh, don't want to think about it the only thing I wanted to add was it was kind of a uh, sorry I, I, I was gonna say something and then I forgot and then I was distracted by something and then I forgot about that I'm just looking up there's a gigantic parking garage that's connected to this shopping center building a Westfield on the right hand side here which then goes across to the sort of the open-air mall in front which is then connects to the train station. It's this whole big interconnected complex thing. But late at night, this giant parking garage with all these g garage, garage, with these massive, I've been watching too much American TV, all these massive overpasses connecting it up to the shopping center. And, and it's, it's totally abandoned. It's, it just, it's weird. Yeah, so how do we get onto that? 100 days... Hmm. 100 days of thing. I have completely spaced on what I was going to talk about there. Oh, here's something cool. We're just walking past the Salvation Army store here. And there is a painting in the window, <coughs> excuse me, by Joanne Hook. Now, I suspect some Australian listeners to this might know who I'm talking about, but Joanne Hook was a, I believe, uh, from Queensland originally. Just did the most amazing, just really deep, beautiful, colourful paintings of um, sort of oceans and tropical islands and fish and coral and this sort of stuff. Really liked, really liked Joanne's um, stuff, Joanne Hook stuff. I grew up just all of the stuff in our houses were in, um, in growing up. All, of her, all the rooms in all of our houses had her stuff in it. And what, I, what really appealed to me about her pictures in particular, just purely from a, um, leaving aside the subject material, even if you didn't think that was terribly interesting, the way she did it is each one of her pictures connected up with another one. So she would paint herself a picture frame and then she would paint a landscape with you know coral and fish etc but then there would be a fish that would overlap the frame and go to the edge of the picture so it sort of had a big thick white border around it and then the fish would overlap and what she would do is she would then paint another picture that would have the tail of the fish that's hanging off the edge of the picture in that picture so if you lined up these pictures together it, look, it looked like two, it, they were t entirely separate pictures. They had a different border around each one and there was a gap between them. But then there would just be one element that would tie them both together, whether it be a fish that's somehow in both pictures, it's overlapping. I'm explaining it poorly, but she would just have dozens of these things. And I remember my parents were obsessed with her work. I think she was sort of really prolific in the 80s. Um, and so she would have these pictures and my parents had a six by four grid that was this massive thing 
that they had collected all of these limited prints over time. And sure enough, if you laid them out on this six by four, excuse me, six by two grid, all of the pictures connected up because there would be a piece of coral that was covering two pictures and then there would be a palm tree that would start in the bottom one and end up at the top one. It was, it was just, ah, oh, it was just amazing. Again, even if you didn't really care about the subject matter, just the way that they were composed and how they connected up like that was really quite fascinating. We've got the 343 bus going over there to my right and it's completely empty. Miniso having a sale on hand sanitizer and face masks. The, uh, oh, the, the Westfield Shopping Centre has a big sign out the front. Your well-being is our priority. We continue to monitor the situation, etc, etc. Yeah, so there are, um, we've actually been really lucky here. They haven't so much flattened the curve in Australia as sort of punched it down and beaten it into submission. Which is, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a relief. I, I can tell that the rest of the world is not doing anywhere near as well as that, when it, which is kind of scary. But so, yeah, if they reopen the um, border with New Zealand, I'd, I would love to go down to, um, go down there to have a wander around. My mum and her brother actually spent a lot of time in uh, Dunedin, which is on the, it's on the South Island, I think. Yeah, it's really pretty. And in fact, she did a quite a large mural on a building down there. And I have been told by reliable sources that it's still there. So I kind of sort of need to make the pilgrimage there one day. I think that would be really nice. I kind of feel like I need to take a picture of this abandonment. I, hold on, let me just uh, get a, uh, a shot. Yeah. I don't know why I bother with the iPhone with the low light shots. It's just, it just never works. Another pedestrian crossing and there's no one there. Oh, it's, it's not too bad. I wish I'd brought my uh, Ricoh GR3. That, picture would have looked ten times better with that. Oh well. Ah, yeah, I, I really had no idea what I was going to talk about here. I thought I'd just go for a bit of a wander. Actually, there was a sign along here which I thought was kind of interesting last time I walked past here. I've been living here for two years now and I've never noticed this till just then. Where there's basically a... Um, uh, it's like an amphitheater convention center thingy here. And there's a sign on top of the door. And it, I just thought the phrasing of it was really weird. So it says, Through this portal has passed international stars of ballet. The concourse, June 2012 season. I just, the way that they phrase that through this portal has passed international stars of ballet I don't know it just does that sound right to you I feel like the the phrasing there is a bit weird one of the things I remember from high school was um, 
in English class, I remember learning about tense and, and forming the correct prose, etc. And one of the things that they said was most important was what voice you're using and voices you know, to use in certain contexts. So if you were writing a, um, you know, generally speaking, it's considered better use of language if you use active voice versus passive voice. And it, it's someone equipped with the right vocabulary would be able to talk about it here just in audio. I think it's, it's, it's easier to explain visually. Usually the, the way that I see it is that you might have a sentence and then a comma and then the second half of the sentence. If you flip it the other way around, you negate the need for the comma and it sounds more assertive. That's sort of my rude, crude implementation of it. But I often thought that this drive to use active voice everywhere quite often ended up generating sentences that just seemed more stilted. Like I would actually prefer something flow, you know, flow nicer and a bit, bit more naturally rather than having sort of fewer words and in an active tone of voice. I don't know where that train of thought came from or where we ended up there, but... Right now we're passing the Rams Home Loan Centre and they have I mean, Rams has been around in Australia forever, so I've been told. And they have the creepiest logo. It's, it's kind of like the Uncanny Valley stuff, where it's, it's too realistic to just be a simple drawing. But it's not, it's not realistic enough that it can be passed off as real. So it's, it's just in this really weird spot. And so every day as I walk to the station, I walk past this... Rams Home Loan Centre, and there's this just... They've obviously tried to imbue this ram, you know, this really, really big male sheep, with sort of richer human expressions and stuff, and so it looks like a sheep, uh, a ram I should say, but it has a fuzzy sort of almost human-esque face to it, and it's, it's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Especially at night with no one around. Ooh, we, we actually have a car driving past on this six-lane road. Who would have thought? This Rams office may be unattended during standard business hours. We encourage social distancing principles during this current COVID-19 situation. And then next to that, they've got the Korean barbecue place, which I need to try one day. Yeah, so uh, there you go, that was your sort of little mini crash course into uh, an abandoned Chatswood late at night. I mean, I, it's, I, w I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen and what we were going to see, but uh, oh, I'm very relieved that I got out of the house. I definitely notice a big change in my mood and even just my quality of sleep. If I don't get out of the house, it's, it's tough. And in fact, for the first couple of weeks here, where we just weren't allowed to at all, it was tough. So that car is now pulling away. 
<laughs> rams. I'm like, oh god, okay, stop looking at me, this creepy, like, sheep. Ugh. There's even a new restaurant over there as well called... I was about to say it's called Open Takeaway. Have you noticed that, that I still say that if I go to a coffee shop here? Um, they've relaxed the rules a little bit now, so we're still working from home and probably for the foreseeable future. Um, just because it's the smart thing to do. But occasionally I will go out for a, a coffee or to stretch my legs and I still instinctively say, yeah, can I get a flat white takeaway? Or can I get a long black takeaway? Why am I telling them that... Uh, they need to get it takeaway. It's entirely redundant. I guess it's kind of like going to the airport and the person at the checkout, uh, you know, at the check-in counter, I should say, says, have a great flight. And you say, thanks, you too. And you turn around and go, ah, crap. <sighs> Enjoy your Subway sandwich. Yeah, you too. I don't know. They could have been having a Subway sandwich for all I know. 